0: From your United States Air Force Band, this is The Connection Series, a podcast that examines the intersections of the military, music, and storytelling. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Brooke Emery. This episode features an interview with an airman we at the band consider part of our family. It's Master Sergeant Sean Christian, who's headed the Marketing and Advertising Division at Air Force Recruiting Service Headquarters for the past three years. Under his leadership, The band has partnered with the Air Force Recruiting Service for some of our organization's most high-impact, high-visibility performances to date, including national anthem performances at the Daytona 500 and appearances at the Super Bowl. On the occasion of his retirement, we discuss with him what it's like to be an Air Force recruiter, the power of music and moving folks to serve, and peer into the future of Air Force recruiting with his replacement, Master Sergeant Zachary Atkinson. Sergeant Christian, congratulations on your stellar career and your retirement after so many years of service to the U.S. Air Force.
1: Thank you. Um, Thank you.
0: Can you, you know, while we start here, maybe give us the 30-second overview of what your career has been like?
1: Sure. So, 21 years ago, I was some kid trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. You know, joined the Air Force, grew up in a military family. My dad was in the Army. Grandfather was in the Air Force, uh, so the Air the Air Force really just called to me, and, and it was a no brainer. Um, went straight in as a traffic management uh, TMO. Uh, everyone knows who TMO is. You want your household goods? They call us. And then about 2011, it, you know, it, I had a calling to be a, a recruiter. I cared about the service, and you know, I heard a old chief say he didn't really join the Air Force until five or six years after he had you know really joined, and it wasn't until I became a recruiter that I felt like that I really, really was all into the business and, and joined the Air Force. So um, the last 11 years, I've been in recruiting service, you know, as an enlisted accession's recruiter, a squadron marketer and trainer, and, and, and now finishing my career, uh, probably the best job I've ever had, and that's headquarters um, marketing and advertising.
0: And I know, like, early on in your time in marketing and advertising, you kind of saw an opportunity to utilize um, the Air Force band You know, it's some pretty high visibility events and really create a strong connection and a strong partnership between the two organizations. Can you explain a little bit how that how that relationship evolved and um, what made like Max Impact especially a great fit for, you know, supporting those sporting events? Sure.
1: Uh, In 2000, between 2011, 2014, I was an uh, elicit sessions recruiter at a Longview, Texas and I remember being at an event in Kilgore, actually somewhere in Kilgore, Texas. And uh, I was there, in the other branches of the services—they were all there. And the Army brought this massive climbing wall. I think we've all seen that at some of these events, right? And they had all these things to engage with the with with the, the vendors and the attendees. And and I remember at that time thinking, hey, if I'm ever in the position to make a difference for recruiters from a marketing perspective, you know, uh, you know, I want to see what I can do to make that change. Well. Lo and behold, I became the marketer in at Patrick Air Force Base for the 333rd, and my leadership really saw my passion for uh, experiential and relationships in marketing. And music inspires people, right? Music is a place that communicates to. Your heart and your your emotions and, you know, when, when you want to get romantic, what do you do? You put on romantic music. When you want to get excited in the gym, what do you do? You put music that gets you, you know, the blood pumping, right? So music is, is in every single human. And if I figured if I could leverage that emotion um, and then bring them over to an Air Force trailer or an experience and use the use the music, use the band to drive them to where I want to be, and then use our Air Force recruiting assets to build the relationship. It was a win. So, my first chance of really using um, the Air Force band was uh, singing Sergeant Stacy. What's Stacy's? Uh, what's her last name again? Holiday. Um, Holiday. That's right. She came down to Miami where we had this massive fitness event, and she just blew them away singing the national anthem and every sporting event that has the national anthem that is center stage. Everybody is watching the national anthem and that's our, that's a great opportunity to use music and associate it with just, just power and in the the sharp uniform and, and then the flyover, you know, it's an orchestra, right? These marketing events, it's a massive orchestra and and the air force band is such a vital component to that orchestra. Uh, it, 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 it'd be like a movie with no background music. It's just boring, right? So without the, the relationship with the Air Force Band and not being able to use, you know, the capabilities that y'all bring to the table, uh, it would be very difficult to really get our message across. But you bring up Daytona or NASCAR, and that's probably where we leverage uh, Max Impact the most. Um, between Chief Carson coming down to the championship race in Miami, and he would do the national anthem there, and then having Max Impact, but they also were able to play all weekend long on a designated stage, which, which was phenomenal. Especially when we brought them to our um, to our Air Force National Asset. Uh, now we had the trailer, we had the band. Uh, it was awesome. I think most people didn't want to be nearest because we were the loudest, but they wanted to be nearest because we draw the most people. So it was phenomenal. NASCAR hits the demographic of our influencers. It gives us a, a platform to communicate, gives us an opportunity to showcase what we're about with these flyovers. And it's been probably one of my best programs that I've ran. So it was it was a great opportunity to be able to, to run it.
0: So uh, what is the total role of, of AFRS at these types of events?
1: Sure. Uh, to, to keep it in quick and short, um, to to engage, to inspire and to recruit. Right. Um you have to build a relationship. You have to engage with people. You can't just expect people to walk up to your recruiting booth for no reason. Um, Now, there are those people that will. You know, there's a lot of data up there that shows, you know, how we're supposed to influence and and educate our people. Um, And that comes with the engaging and the inspiring piece of our mission statement. And then obviously at the very end of it is the recruit part. And that's you know, um, counseling them on job placement and how, how to get to through MEP. So, um, inspiring age recruit all day long.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to move on for, for a moment to Sergeant Atkinson and, and I was wondering, Sergeant Atkinson, if you'd be willing to give the 32nd overview of of your air force career path and, and the places it's taken you.
2: Sure. Absolutely. I started out as a 19 year old, uh, double college dropout uh, that needed some, some direction and guidance. Um, that was a, a major tool I used as a recruiter is to tell young men and women, sometimes you just need somebody to tell you what to do, right, for a little while until you can figure it out by yourself. Um, and so I, I signed up for that direction. Um, didn't really have a concern with what I did or, or where I went. I just needed to get out of town. And so that's what I did. I became a a fuel truck uh, driver and then eventually a diesel mechanic uh, specializing in pumping systems. Uh, I did that for six years, did four deployments in those first six years. Uh, And then I started to have a family and I decided to come in uh, to recruiting. Um, And I've been in recruiting for the last 11 years.
0: What do you see the future of Air Force recruiting uh, looking like?
2: i mean i I would say and i have heard this throughout my career, but I, I truly think that it's it's the case now is we're we have the smartest uh air force that we've ever had, and uh fortunately for us, most of the smartest people are the ones we're putting in now because they know how to use technology, and so that's cool to see um and then uh the the biggest focus that I see. Uh, Down the line, and and something that I take a lot of uh, pride in is the diversity and uh, that the Air Force is always focused on. Um, You know, currently, uh, the way that we do that in marketing is is through our partnerships. And just to give you a few examples, we have the partnership with the HBCU, which is uh, historically back colleges and universities. Um, We have a partnership with Supergirl Pro, which is obviously focusing uh, focusing on female athletics. Um, and so I would say to sum it up, we'll probably by the time I get out, probably have the most technologically sound, diverse, um, digitally focused, uh, air force that there's ever been. And, uh, just from a recruiting standpoint over the last year during COVID, what I've seen is that recruiters specifically are learning how to do this from home. Um. And they're learning how to to take advantage of all these resources that we're giving them, and they're 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 pretty powerful with the stuff that they're learning, and not just learning but innovating. So,
0: yeah, as much of a, as a kind of a a pain as as COVID was, and as much of a wrench as it threw in everybody's plans, we've been finding the same thing at the band where it's it's open, it's you know allowed us an opportunity to broaden ourselves and broaden our capabilities and figure out some new things. And I think stretched everybody's imagination, which has been a, a, like a net positive in many ways. Sure, sure. So I was thinking while you were, while you were talking about, um, the folks that you try to reach out and connect with that a lot, I'm in the concert band. Um, when we tour nationally, we attract an older audience and we more often than not, we'll have a recruiter set up a booth and I'll always get the question afterward from some, um, someone in their 60s or 70s asking me, like, why do you have the recruiters here? And I have to explain to them that, you know, part of the recruiter's job is not just to hit the demographic of the actual recruit. Can you talk a little bit about that and that part of your mission?
2: I mean, sure. Yeah, that's, I would say, you know, I've only been here for three or four months, but my, my initial assessment of this job is that that's, 90% of my mission is just bringing that brand awareness to the public eye. Um, And, you know, everybody has an uncle, an aunt, a a grandma, grandpa, as you heard uh, Sean say, you know, both of his uh, father and his grandfather served. Um, And I think those are the people that we're trying to, to always reach and uh, portray like a positive image of, of the United States air force and, Department of Defense, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's, that's pretty much the job of AFRS marketing. So,
0: I, I wanted to ask you both before we go, and I'll start with Sergeant Christian. You know, like if there's one thing you wish folks knew about the job of an Air Force recruiter in the field, what would that be?
1: I don't know if there's enough time. Um, I don't care who you are, you're the chief of staff the chief master Sergeant of the Air Force, if you've worn an Air Force uniform, you've talked to an Air Force recruiter, right? And the Air Force recruiter is so busy. They are a one-stop shop place. Um, you go into their office. If you can catch them in their office, obviously, you know, let's say pre-COVID, if they're not in the office, that means they're engaging with the community. They're also the logistics officer of every single person they're putting into the Air Force. They're making sure that those applicants get to the MEPS on time. They're making sure that they're properly briefed. They are a first sergeant on steroids to make sure that every single person in their program is taken care of. And I, I you know, you know, bliss is hindsight, right? So I, I would say my first year as a recruit was horrible you know, I don't know any, any recruiter that says, Oh, I loved it. You know, it's probably one of the hardest jobs I've ever done, but it's also the most rewarding job that I've ever done. So I would encourage people to give a recruiter a little slack. You know, he's, he's super, lots of pressure and that recruiter loves the air force. That recruiter is doing everything they can to provide a service. And, uh, I, I, you know, it, I'm going to look back in, in a few years, and, and still think it's probably one of the best jobs I've ever done in the Air Force. So,
0: how about you, Sergeant Atkinson?
2: I always just I, I like to make sure people know that these recruiters uh, were once civilians. I, I always put my myself. Uh, you think of myself, obviously, because I know myself the best. But uh, just that these recruiters were once maybe 19 year old college dropouts, right? They all have a story and you know, there's, there's horror stories out there about recruiters, but I can tell you that the majority of recruiters that I've trained, that I've come across, that I've met, um, they have good intentions. Um, and, and they're proud of what they're doing. Um, and they're proud of the lives they get to impact, whether it's putting somebody in the air force or, um, You know, putting somebody through a booth to do a a quarterback uh, simulator—they're proud of what they're doing, and and uh, they're out there doing the right thing.
0: I think you know you really—it is really true. Like nobody forgets their recruiter, and you really are in a position to change lives. Pretty amazing. If there's anything else that either of you would like to speak to, um, I am all ears.
1: Perfect. If I can add to my Max Impact family, and to my and my band family, uh, even the color team, uh, you guys just made my job easy and fun and and challenging and unique. And um, you know, I've developed close friendships and uh, friends that I'll have for the rest of my life. And and, and it's a place that I can always go back to and, and, and call them and say, Hey, remember when we were in Miami? Or remember when we did this race and that race? And and um, not every day. There's not a lot of people out there that love what they do. And and I I love what I did and I still love what I do. And, and I know every band member loves what they do because it their their commitment to the mission and the excitement just pours out of them. And to be around that kind of elevates everybody to work at a higher standard. And for that, I'm grateful. So thank you so much for, for this opportunity and all the other opportunities provided.
0: Thanks so much for those kind words and for being here today. It really was a pleasure. And and Sergeant Atkinson, you know, thank you for your candid discussion and good luck to you. Thank you so much for your time, for your service to our country, for your dedication to an incredibly important job in not just our Air Force but the military as a whole. Um, we, we appreciate you, and we look forward to working with you uh, closely in the future. You.
2: Absolutely, and thank you for having me. You all have a great day.
0: Yep. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, you too. Take yeah. care. This episode was produced by myself along with Master Sergeant Emily Wellington. Additional audio support was provided by Master Sergeant Mike Hamp, the executive producer of the Connection series, is Colonel Don Schofield.